All right, welcome everybody to another episode of 21 Going On 77. I am one half of the dynamic duo, the old man of the crew, the vet. Um, I am joined, as I am every week, with the brains of the operation, the young prodigy, the the Kobe to my shack, young SJ, at SJ Basketball 8 slash PhD. SJ, how you feeling for? It's it's a math Friday here in Texas. How you feeling? Um, I'm feeling okay. It's okay here in New York. Um, a little cold, but you know it is what it is. But I'm feeling all right. That's good. That's good. So it's been a semi-eventful uh, week in Mavs land. Um, we're gonna keep it bucked. This is gonna be a Mavs, for the most part, a Mavs focused pod. We ain't gonna get on the other parts of the NBA, because we, we got a little drama, as always. Our owner opened their mouth, as usual. Luca apparently is pressing these boys about roster talent. Um, we're going to talk about Kevin Durant. He spoke on something that he observed while he made a trade request. I think the quote actually came from the offseason, but... Yeah, I it was ju- training camp. Yeah, I just saw it, and it, it just... It stuck a chord with me because it's also one of the reasons why comparing last year to this year were worse, man. And then I know we said, well, I said, what, a month ago? We're going to stop talking about Jalen Brunson. However, we 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 got to have a segment where people, this ain't even no victory lap shit. People just got to stop lying about how he was perceived when he was here. And it's not going to be me because I think that's my brand as Jalen Brunson, number one supporter guy. But I'm going to let SJ take it because it's like it's getting to the point where, like, if I do it, I'm petty. But I'm like, hey, man, y'all like y'all lying about how good y'all thought he was when he was here or how he was actually impacting winning. And it comes back to as we move forward, because it uh, for what this team is going to look like. We need to be realistic about the players we bring in here because the time for cute players that make cute stats but don't actually impact winning and the players who may not put up good stats but actually do impact winning, we we can't play games with this roster anymore. And we I, I just want to discuss this with SJ about what that looks like moving forward from a roster standpoint, from an archetype standpoint, so on and so forth. So... Starting from the top, young SJ, um, our uh, Tim McMahon had a report earlier in the week, basically saying that Luca is putting a little pressure on the front office now, like not only putting some pressure on the front office, but hey fam, I need some help by the trade deadline. Um, Cuban does what Cuban does and was loudly denied it, which basically is a confirmation. Like if it's some, it's a lot of bullshit that gets put out there in the ether. But Cuban doesn't vehemently deny it. The shit he usually vehemently denies, usually is true. There, there's usually within the weeks after a report like that drops, an action comes from that. The KP trade, the the gambler stuff, Donnie Nelson. Like, literally within weeks, something usually pops off, right? So, uh, Cuban has a track record of this. This isn't new for those of us that are old that have been in the game for a minute. 
the same thing even going back then uh going back 20 years now um what did you first off what do you think about luca pressing them to upgrade the roster like how do you how do you feel about it good bad or otherwise just what's your take on it okay so actually let's start from why the timing of this is interesting in the sense that you know i'm not going to touch too much on it because i've talked about it on the timeline and quite frankly i'm over the conversation especially you know i don't want to talk about people but especially given where it was going i don't want to talk about it anymore but this is stemming from the mural incident and i guess i um i guess you know fell on the side where i i didn't find it cute i found i found it really corny i didn't like it um in a sense that my stance was that i think it's different there is a distinction between you know saying stuff on twitter versus um you know doing stuff in the city you know where the players live and you know are out and about and all that and that mural while you know it wasn't explicitly disrespectful it didn't call anybody out by name or anything but saying you know please send help and posting his stat lines and stuff it's a little you know it's a little corny um especially when you know if, if the other like i'm just thinking if, if reggie you know was driving past i saw that that it, it's just a little distasteful it's just the whole point and i mean you know cuban going hard for it, all that i mean he's you know defending his team you know that's whatever um and then the guy you know talking about tickets and all that you know it's like I said, the whole situation is a bit. That crazy, whole shit, so. this whole situation exactly. is nasty as hell. I didn't mind the uh, mural like that. I, 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 hell, I think I got it as my PFP right now, um, because I knew Cuban would have an issue with it. Anything that I'm sorry, it's, I'm to the point to where. But here's the thing. Here's and that that is why I find it so corny because I feel like people are take like people are saying it's a message to the front office but the players are getting the shots so you're taking out frustrations on the plate like you everyone's acknowledging oh yeah these players are playing above their head and you're taking the front office putting them in that position you're taking it out on them that's how i feel you know what i mean that's that's just you know my opinion about it that's why i i mean really was like objectively well done you know people are you know um they're entitled to express their opinion which is why it's like okay but at the same time you know, you can call it out for what it is. And I don't think even after the fact, like after it was taken down and whatever, I felt that people weren't being fair to the situation. Like, I feel like you can, you know, still have your point. And while you agree with the guy doing it, I feel like it's still fair to say that, yes, it's it it can be seen as disrespectful to the players. I think you could call that out and people don't want to do that. That's why I stopped talking about it, because I, I didn't think people were trying to be fair about it. I feel you. I, well, that, that's the thing. I don't mind it because it impacted Cuban, but I also, like, let's be real, man. These players, they're all relatively young men. I don't think that mirror was anything worse than the shit they find on social media. Yeah, yeah. I'm not saying they're crying about it. That's, yeah. And that's the thing. People can't have a measure. Con- that's why I stopped talking about it, because I didn't think anyone could be measured about it. Yeah. You're saying they, you know, probably wouldn't like it doesn't mean they're sitting around crying about it. Like, no, <laughs> obviously, no, they're no, not doing that. No, and, and I'm happy you brought this topic up. Hey, damn, this gonna be. We might have another long pod if you got time, because it, it does give me. This is something I want to talk to you about that we haven't fleshed out. You're right about how that mural can make players feel, and at some point, 
what I this is my opinion, and I want I want your take on it. Luca is a player that has the basketball a lot and is very very good. Um, the perception from the media, from that you know fans, from that mural is get him some help, get him some help. Uh, this is going. We're going to touch on this topic a little bit later on in the show, but even as you look in last year. Well, Luca took his team this far with no All-Stars. Well, I don't think Jalen Brunson is going to make a fucking All-Star game this year. Either either by the coaches or he's going to be an injury replacement. I think he's going to be in Utah. And I think the general perception of players, no player wants to be seen as the help. What do you think? So I had a tweet earlier in the week um, relating to this. I'm saying it's the LeBron pass um, and we won't have, you know, we can't do much to stop it. And I mean, there's a lot of layers to that. I mean, a lot of people have made that comparison. Oh, this is LeBron, you know, the Bron in his first, you know, Cavalier stint. And I'm not even talking about it from like a front office perspective. Even like just the way how we're discussing Luca, it's, it's kind of going on a LeBron pass. And it's good for the player. I tweeted good for the player, bad for the Mavericks. Because it's fine for LeBron as far as legacy goes. You know, it's, you know, same with LeBron's stance, how they're you know, going above and beyond for their player. Same with Luka's stance. And just the way how they discuss him, um, everything that needs to be done is to add to his legacy. You know what I mean? It's not so much about the team. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or the Mavericks. And it's hard for me because... While obviously I'm invested in Luca's legacy now because he's on my team, um, I was still a you know fan before him, so it's like I am always thinking about the best interest for my team. Like you know what I mean, and obviously I want him here in lockstep with my team because that's one the best chance for us to you know win a lot of championships and be successful. But just to cement a legacy on the team, but it's not team oriented. And that's what is scaring me. You know what I mean? You talk about Duncan and the Spurs. You can't talk about, you You know, you're not really talking about Duncan. You know what I mean? Like, you're not hearing Duncan's fans just talk about it's Duncan and the Spurs. You know what I mean? Even um, Steph right now is Steph and the Warriors. You know what I mean? It's, it's very team-oriented. Dirk and the Mavs. Like, um, I'm afraid we're already on the path where that's not, you know, it's not like um, it's, 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 getting to be Luca, you know, and the Mavericks are just like an extension, if that makes sense. And we're the way how we're talking about it and this that's why with the whole help argument and we'll get him some help, get guys that can help him. It's just I feel like the way we're discussing it was very reminiscent of the way how Braun was discussed. And I it like I said, good for the player, but not good for usually a team. And like team concept, and you know it is what it is. If if that's what it has to be, um, you just hope the front office can. Cause I mean, if he's gone, I don't think he's coming back for any. It won't be a fairy tale like Bron with the Cavs. You like the Cavs are lucky. Bron was born in Ohio. That's really what it was. That's, all. <laughs> that's really what it was, bro. Like he that he felt some sort of obligation to help his hometown team. That's like if Luca's gone, he's gone. He's not coming back to the Mavericks to do any uh, like. There's no story book thing there. So that's why I'm hoping um that that's not the case where we can really integrate more of a a team concept. So like. 
it's just framing and semantics that's really what it is um even if the meaning is the same that's why with the mural even with the mural i was saying like you can make a statement but in a different way like i didn't like how it was framed really um so it's, it's the same thing here like hey come help the maps or come help the you know luca and the maps win a championship as opposed to come help luca you know what i mean i don't know if it's it might sound stupid but that's just how i um feel about it it doesn't feel or it like just the way how we discuss things now it just doesn't feel team oriented no you're right and a part of that is the way luca plays but a part of it is also mm-hmm. Here, here's the thing if, if you've been listening to us for a while we kind of defended the cast we still do probably more than most fans within reason but last year the reason why I believed in last year, the reason why I didn't want to trade everybody like last year is because in my opinion, the team like showed when Luca was out, they were a competent basketball team, right? I think they went eight, nine regular season, two and one in the playoffs. I still believe it. If Luca never played against the Jazz, I think they would have beat them. It would have been tight. Maybe they wouldn't have, but I think they was getting them out of there. We just were a bad matchup for the Jazz. Our system just wasn't. It was basically Jalen Brunson's skills specifically were designed to hurt the Jazz. So I think that was going to happen. I think the team was good. The team only lost, what, they went 8-9, and the most they ever lost without Luka by was eight points, and they played like the hardest stretch of the season during they those games. They were in every game. In every in game. Every game. Never, I think they got – they never really, really got blown out. Yeah, a couple no, games, and even I if think, they, they came back, this Kings exactly. game was getting dicey, and, they came, and yeah, they came back. Yeah, I think one of them Phoenix games, when we played Phoenix back-to-back, I think oh, yeah, the, towards the end, they, yeah, uh, I think they the, start to run away. I think the second, because KP didn't play, so it was literally mm-hmm. Jalen and some guys fighting for their life. and they was, It was like a double-digit game most of the game, but then they came back and made a game, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Anyway, the point is, you could see that. That was just what my eyes told me I saw, but I feel like the fan base in the moment just didn't appreciate that shit at all. Like, and they now because we were already we. T- I could go back to if I had that. If I had the time, I'd go through our pods and go back because I feel like we talked about this on our pods as well. We are. and because I we were in the middle of it. I was in the middle of it, fighting for my life because. Yeah. And I'm I'm going to call I'm gonna put names out there because listen, if you don't put names, keep it on the playground. So I'm naming names. MFFL that account everybody knows what I'm talking about the, the, the one copycat the one, the one that still the tweets yes the one that steals tweets everybody knows what I'm talking about they there was a tweet I forgot who the OP was that I forgot but the tweet was like we should give Brunson credit for basically holding down the maps while Luca was out and that MFFL mind you a Mavs fan one of the biggest accounts on Twitter quoted that tweet and was like, oh, well, we're six and nine. Or no, eight and nine. We're eight and, eight and nine at the time. Oh, we're eight and nine without him. Wow. Like, why Why are you pushing back on a tweet that's praising a player on your team for playing well? And that tweet had got me mad. I'm so tired about t- to this day because <laughs> why would you do that? And it was like, the games are telling you they're in every game, they're trying to, they're competitive. Why would you be throwing the wins and loss record in 
their faces. It, They're it talking was, about Luca. A part of that shit was because Ja, whatever the Grizzlies did without Ja, and they feel like they should have that. Yeah, they should have had. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's what he. Oh well, the Grizzlies won twelve straight or whatever straight without Ja and Baba. So they yeah. were. Yeah. But they didn't appreciate it at the time. And now all of a sudden I'm seeing all these tweets talking about, oh, these guys can't win a game last year. We Don't talk about last year because you were not appreciating it last year. No. And I feel like that's part of a larger conversation that I've seen. And here's the thing. There is middle ground. I feel like this app always forgets it. And that's why sometimes I get out of these conversations because it's like just because I'm saying one thing doesn't mean I'm dismissing another. Um, there can be middle ground here. And this I feel like the Paul Brunson conversation is a, is proof of that because, you know, you have obviously the Luca haters, Mavs haters, they're saying, um, you know, we trashed Brunson while he was here and blah, blah, blah. And that's not true. He wasn't trashed. I don't feel like obviously apart from bad games, every everyone's going to get trashed. But like just on a whole, that wasn't true. But at the same time, he wasn't loved and and, and like no. he wasn't as loved as people are no. making not to be because even you brought up a jazz series even before then i remember people having no faith they were throwing the eight and nine record again in people's faces when we said hey no i think they could be competitive with the jazz i remember i thought this is before i knew luca was gonna miss three games um he missed um or how many games luca missed but um basically he missed the first i thought he was gonna miss the first two so I predicted a split in that. I was like, okay, they could split that. Everyone's like, they're not gonna win. If you said they're not gonna win, they they're un- incapable of win. They're not gonna win. And I understand that was a hard time thinking that Luca wasn't gonna play. So I understand if you were feeling down. Um, but the way how they were talking about it was crazy. And all of a sudden, it was like, oh no, Brunson was a love hit. That's not like there's just a lot of love. we don't have to lie. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. Like, like you don't have to tell a lie. J- Jalen Brunson was never allowed to have a fucking bad game Bro, without it all. being an, an indictment of his fucking physical stature. Oh, he struggles with like, like so many people, and it's people we love. But y'all just and y'all give so much fucking grace for dudes who ain't even showed what he showed. He literally got better every fucking year. But y'all bend over backwards to bust it wide open for other young players that were that are potentially developing. But Jalen Brunson have a bad game. See, see, see. That's why we can't pay him. See, see. It's like man, it was nasty. And now you niggas miserable because the fucking team is about to be five hundred exactly they are miserable exactly so see my thing is and even with me i don't even think i appreciated him enough when he was here um and that's just because what i didn't think he was going to be this good and i mean i'm not going to analyze his performances that's for nick's pods to do (laughs) so that, that that is what it is but um he you know but i think there's still a measured conversation to be had about really what his time was here that's all that's all and i mean at the end of the day, we can't beat a dead horse. He's not here. He picked this out, which is why I, you know, would like to just talk about what we have going on here exclusively. And with that, I just think um, I even just saw the news about Christian Woods' fractured wrist. We could talk about that in a little bit when we talk about rosters and what they need to do. But I just think um, at the end of the day, appreciate what's going on in the moment and appreciate the little things sometimes and i'm not even i don't even want to say wins and losses don't matter because that's not true (laughs) especially when you're playing a sport like this where wins and losses quite literally matter but if your eyes are telling you something trust your eyes because during that stretch you should have never been um depressed about 
eight and nine. You should have been encouraged. If you didn't come out feeling encouraged, you don't know what you're watching. I, I gotta be honest with you. The reason why I believed in the team, the reason why like I liked the team and I was like, this is something we need to see how it plays out was because of the, how they look without Luke. I'm like, bro, Luke exactly. Not you should have been encouraged like, when you this saw is, that. This is competence. This ain't they ain't a great team, but teams were falling apart. Folks think everybody should look like the Grizzlies when, yeah. you're, uh, when you're when playing without your best players. Even this season, we're seeing like the Nets just, we just thought the Nets were, people thought the Nets, not people thought, the Nets were the best team in the league running <laughs> off games when KD was playing. KD's out. They have not won a game. <laughs> They're 0-4. And it's just KD. They just took one guy at the lineup. You know what I mean? One guy at the lineup. Their best player. So it's not, I'm not saying that we don't have it back because we do. But it's not exclusive to and here's a here's another hot that this I don't know I'm I'm sorry I'm a little high so I'm I I have a lot to say but here's another hot that I don't even know if it's a hot take but um it's more of a I guess I had a question that I still don't even know how to answer myself and I won't ask it yet but um thinking about the players that you know who work best around Luca. I feel like there's also, when you look at the role players on the team one, there's kind of like a common denominator between some of these guys. And even when we talk about the second star, one quality that we point out um, that's kind of related is that low usage guys work with Luca because they're low usage. He, you know, eats up their usage. So when you take him out, you can't just throw usage on a guy, especially if they're meant to be low usage. Mm-hmm. It's why Spencer it looks so awful i mean granted he's also playing on back-to-back so we have to think about that like usually that's why it's so hard to evaluate um this year because not only are they just playing random ass lineups um sometimes when he doesn't play they're also always playing on back-to-backs after some of the top guys played mad minutes like what spencer played didn't he play like 40 minutes one like one night on the back-to-back and the next mm-hmm. time he like 30 minutes yes. so he's playing like a lot of minutes so it's hard to just say, oh, they stink, like, without factoring that in. But at the same time, you put all that usage on Spencer, he's going to look bad because he's chucking up shots. And he's also playing with a lot of guys that don't take a lot. Like, you're playing with Frank, who is not shooting the ball that much. And if he is, you are, you, you're a tanking team, you know what I mean? Same thing with Josh Green. Like, Josh Green, as much as he's improved and all that, one thing that I think in his career that's going to, no, I don't even want to say hold him back because what are the expectations to hold him back from? But why I don't think he's going to be super crazy is that I don't think he has a scoring appetite. Um, Just off rip, like Hardy got extended minutes. He put up 15 shots. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Jo- like, Josh got, to- if Josh gets 27 minutes, listen. Josh is probably putting up eight, nine shots. Bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, listen. I'm I'm pretty sure Gene already averaged as many points as exactly. Josh Green. Yeah, so Josh, him not having a scoring appetite is what yeah. I don't. I, I think he's gonna be a good role player, but I don't think he's gonna be anything. When people say, "Oh, he could be an all star," absolutely not. Bro. Yeah, the, bugging, bro. <laughs> like, if if, if Josh bugging. Green ever averages as many points as OG Ananobi averages right now, I'll give someone that jumps in my DMs about this a hundred dollars. That is not, I just don't, that just ain't. He has no scoring appetite. That ain't him, bro. Exactly. That ain't him. That and just that's ain't. a lot of the guys, under, like Dorian is not a score. He mm. Reggie's not like a score. They get shots, but they're not scores. So it's like, you have all these low usage, usage guys. So of course, when you take a guy who, you know, is, and that's the thing with usage, like, 
people don't even understand it's not even just like i feel like the word gets thrown around so much and people think it's a buzzword like it's still important like it just means like the amount of possessions that not only start but like basically end with you the amount of possessions that go through you while you're on the court essentially and when we talk about you know people always compare you know luca's usage to Giannis's usage and Embiid's usage since they're um you know they haven't beat at points in the season two but it looks different that's why people probably don't even realize they have the same usage just because of how different it looks like they may get assisted on a shot and that counts towards their usage percentage luca isn't really getting assisted on a shot he's he's creating everything for his, his himself essentially that's why it looks like as much as the percentages want to say oh yeah Giannis's usage is higher um it looks like Luca has a ball or does more because he actually does something <laughs> so it's a whole thing but um essentially my point is because he is um a, so much of the offense when you take him away you can't really fill in for him that's why it works so well with Brunson you could up Brunson's usage and he's gonna up his production and we're seeing it now like you up his usage his production is up and, and I don't mean to cut you off mm-hmm. but every this is why some of the conversations around Jalen bothers me it's because literally every single time they put something on his plate he answered and exactly. it wasn't it wasn't even like or a little stretch here and there. Like, it was an extended period of time. When they asked him to do more, he did it efficiently and in a productive way to lead to, like, wins and losses. Um, like, you know, I, I don't keep your train of thought. Keep your train of thought. But you know how people say Luca ended the Jazz? I'd just be thinking, no, the fuck, he did not. He had help. He, not, bro. he, he had not. help. If it was not for Jalen Brunson... We, you still would be mad that you fighting on the internet that he didn't get out the first round. Full stop. Like, he did not. I don't even know if Luca averaged the most points in that series, low key. Uh, I don't. No, I think he did. Uh, I know they was neck and neck. They weren't. I think, no, no, actually, no, I think. No, I think I think he did. I think Luca was at twenty nine, and I think Brunson was like twenty eight. I think yeah. Brunson averaged twenty eight, and Luca I'm, averaged twenty nine. Yeah, I think that's but, what it was. but my point still remains: yeah. it's a lot but of people. Still, the somebody, way we, yeah. Like, fam, and then other people be like, "Well, look at Jalen Brown; he's helping out Jason Tatum." Like, fam, and I, we got to stop talking about Jalen Brunson. But the fucking first game we won against the Suns, Jalen was the leading scorer. It was not Luca. Like, you could argue, there's an argument to be made. We were about to get swept by the Suns until Jalen went off. It's, I'm tired, man. I'm just, I'm tired because, like, it's when you when you say something and you believe it with your heart and soul and you're trying to explain it to other people and they're telling you you're crazy. And then, like, when it happens, it don't feel good. It don't feel good to be right, and your fucking team sucks about the thing you were right about. And everyone told you you were dick riding or you thought he was better than what he really was. It feels so bad because you like, bro, I don't even want to talk to you motherfuckers about this shit no more because anything y'all say, I'm going to remember how loud and wrong you were about that thing. Is that a bad way? Is that goofy? a goofy way to feel? Tell me if I'm crazy. No, it's not. It's just why, I mean... It's not. It's it's just so hard right now with the team because you even think about Wood. I guess we can get into Wood a little bit. Um, yeah. With his injury and what that means. I mean, granted, 
they only said they said he'll be reevaluated in a week. Um, and I mean, my guess if it's anything like like the Sabonis injury, Sabonis is still hurt, but he's playing with his fractured um, uh, I think he was a thumb. His Christian was a thumb, right? I said wrist earlier, but it's a thumb. Yeah. Um, so my guess is that he will do the same. Um, because a fracture, like, you fix that with what? Surgery. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you fix that with surgery at the end of the day. And you're going to miss, um, I think it's, they said, uh, it was like four to six weeks it would have been. And Sabonis said no. Um, he played with his. So, we'll see what Wood does if he's thinking about, um, I mean, it's interesting because Wood is a, he's a guy, he's very, his, you know, agent is very loud. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, they are very much thinking about his future. You know what I mean? So I'm think. I mean, they said he'll be reevaluated in a week. I don't know what that means. You know, to see his pain tolerance, I guess, to see if um he wants to play with the fracture or if he wants to get the surgery. And um, I mean, if he gets the surgery, um, it's just super hard because Maxi's out. Um, and I mean, Maxi did say he wants to. I don't. I don't believe that about him saying he wants to come out before the All Star break. Um, I mean, I have to see that to believe that. I mean, I know right. it's literally that, coming that, from Maxi. <laughs> it was crazy. That, it's actually that, coming from him. It, it sounded unbelievable when he it said it. It sounded so unbelievable, Especially yeah. because he explained in detail what happened. And then he was like, yeah, I might be back next week. <laughs> the plan is to be back behind the All-Star game. Like, bro, that shit makes no sense, what you just exactly. said. But we gonna roll with it. But he will be back. I know that, I believe. Yeah. We, we thought it was looking shaky. But he'll be back, so that's great. But, um... The timeline is now, and he's not back now, and um, that means it's a little harder because, okay, um, the big rotation is JaVale McGee and Dwight Powell, and Bertrand if you want to get um, funky, so it's not looking great. Um, so with that being said, and I just realized that I never answered your question um, about Luca wanting moves. Um, I it's guess okay. you could it's use okay. that segue here. So depending on what they do at the deadline, and I mean, with with Luca wanting the moves, right? One, there's a clear distinction, I think, between um, mural and Luca going to, you know, Finn, um, Nico, and saying, "Hey, um, you know, let's let's look for upgrades." <laughs> there's a clear difference there, and people who were acting, you know, like there wasn't a difference. There's a difference. Um, but. With that being said, you know, obviously Luca's saying, oh, I didn't say that. I just, just whatever. I just, things are happening. And Tim is not making this up. He's not making this up. Um, and I do believe, you know, Luca is I mean, did you see the frustrations this year? Like there was a lot of there's a lot of sighing and a lot of head hanging on the court <laughs> when things aren't going your way. And to me, I've always said if you're gonna pout and cry you have the ability and the power to do something about it so you can't just pout and cry and then at the same time say i don't want to be involved that it, that's not going to work and people are saying oh well it's the front office's job should he do you know their job for them it's not about doing their job for them it's a partnership you work together like in any across all organizations this happens and obviously there's fine lines obviously you don't want players to run your team because you have like one um you have situations that happen around the league, you know, people bring up the Lakers and stuff, but they're more good than, I think they're more, um, like, good examples of players in front offices working together than there are bad examples of that, you know what I mean, like, decisions that are being made, like, you, you get told about them, regardless, like, even Lucas saying, oh, yeah, I was taking a nap, um, when that happened, blah, blah, they probably told them before that, hey, we're looking, at this 
you know, he probably just said, okay, you know what I mean? And they that's what McMahon essentially said. He said before it was a, they kind of told him stuff. Like, they kind of, you know, they kind of just told him stuff. Now it's, they're, at, like, he's a bit more involved. And that's the distinction that he was making, that um, he's giving input as well. Before it was, like, they're kind of telling themselves now he's giving input. And I guess they're valuing that as well, too. So that's the distinction here. And that happens. That happens all across different organizations with a lot of different stars. So at the end of the day, if he would like um, to see something different, he also has to speak up. He has to speak up. Um, and I don't believe that's doing the front office's job for them. And I understand you could speak up and what you want goes in vain. Because I remember um, this happened last year when Dave, he was doing all his interviews with Yahoo Sports and all that about one of them. And they gave him... Cody Zeller, <laughs> it was like really ridiculous um, last year, they gave, I mean, they got it together this year, sometimes it doesn't happen immediately, but, um, I mean, I know they fell out the plane, they're kind of wonky, but still, they built a decent team, I think, but, um, so yeah, in those situations, sometimes the front offices won't listen to players, and sometimes that's needed, like the Warriors, they wanted Avery Bradley, the vets, and they were kind of like, no, we will keep Gary Payton the second. Then obviously that worked out for them. So obviously there's a, you know, it's like um, checks and balances that needs to happen. But you can't just say you don't want to do anything, you know, or you don't want to hear anything. You don't want to do anything. That, that's not how it works. So I, I'm glad he's finally um, speaking up about something. And it's being done. I, I know it got leaked, but it's being done in a way where it's, um, in a productive, like he's not going to interviews, shading and doing all that. That would be too yeah, much. With yeah, the, with the subliminal shots. Exactly, and we've seen players do that. Like they go into interviews and take, like KD, even though he was, you know, trying not to be mean, but he was taking Loki taking shots. Even John Wall in his interview, um, it was a great interview. That wasn't low key at all. He was naming names. He was saying, "How could we win with Justin Pant?" Like that is the OD. That as much as we were laughing, that's a little OD, low key. Um, that is like, eh, you might not want to do that. Like, like low but, key, I see why did nobody don't nobody want you in their locker room. They trying to yeah, trade you again. <laughs> yeah, you don't do that, you know. But um, you put up with that when you was still good, but now you're not good enough for all that. Yeah, to work. be naming names and yeah. talking about Jay Shante. Jay Shante got a job, man. <laughs> Jay Shante yeah. playing minutes, bro. Yeah. <laughs> you not really playing. They trying to they trying to get you out of there, so you don't talk about Jay Shante. Um, but anyway, uh, I don't know. I'm not really a Jay Shante. I don't know why I defended him so hard just now, but uh, uh, the point is, I'm happy he's starting to speak up if, if he wants something to be done, and I was always team small trade, we've been talking about this, and I think now, um, especially with this coming, and now, I feel like, I hope Cuban's not petty to not do anything to just stick it to the reporters, because McMahon doubled down, he said, I'm not saying it's not true, because I know it's not true, I mean, I know it's, like, not not true, so, um, We'll see what they actually do, um, in the sense that I do believe we're going to do something. We'll just It's just a matter of what it is, because now you're starting to, I feel like it's late in the game, but the trade market, isn't it starting to take shape a little bit to you? Like, where you, we don't know where people are going, but you have an idea, in yeah, the sense that what's the, the, the report, about. The reporting, the reporting is always goofy, but the reporting is for teams to let other teams know hey this is what's going on mm -hmm. do you want to match it do you want to beat it because the price of a brick is going down for everybody based on the reporting from like even two weeks ago three weeks ago yeah. to right now okay like, so who's your 
rapid fire question. Who's your who's the biggest name at this moment? Who's the biggest name you think getting traded by the by the deadline? I think Gary Trent Jr. gets traded. Oh, that's the biggest name you're going. I think I think John Collins is the biggest name. I think he's going to Utah. For some reason, I don't know, man. I mean, like John, I know. John Collins bigger, I guess. Maybe Gary, Gary Trent, yeah, I think so. I think I mean, they're compared. More... Yeah, Collins is a bigger, a bigger name. I I just feel like they're in the same tier. What do you think? Okay, so where do you think Gary Trent's going? I really don't know. I, I let me be clear. I I don't know where any of these dudes gonna go. I just think I do think John Collins will get traded. I do think Gary Trent will get traded. But I don't know John Collins been balling and the, the Hawks are saving their season. So the dude, that's this is why he never gets traded. The dude they do this every, every year. year every year. They start horrible. He's in trade rumors. Then they start uh, to win and they say, Oh well, we can't trade him now. Yeah. And then they keep him and then in the summer nobody wants him. Yeah. <laughs> and then they do the same well, thing. I, I will over say, and over. I will say that obviously a contract that is quote unquote a bad contract, the shorter it gets, the more value it is. Yeah, 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 yeah. But like the easier just... it becomes to, to trade. So But at that point it's like you're you just wasted time then. You wasted two years of contract waiting for it to get valuable. Well well, um, I think that's sometimes you gotta do that. Sometimes yeah. that's how it works. It's better than yeah, but... nothing. And that's true, but in the meantime, it's not like everything's peachy. That's that's no, the difference. You're right. Like there's you're right. soured feelings, so that's just gonna keep getting worse. <laughs> you know what I mean? And at this point, it's still to the point where everyone's showing up and everyone's doing their jobs and it's cordial. But if you keep letting that fester, is that gonna stay cordial? You know what I mean? Is that gonna stay cordial? Uh, and that's they, always I, the problem. I think they just, to be candid, I won't be shocked if they just fire the coach and run it back one more time we'll see yeah. um, but, um side the side note mm-hmm. side note side note so <laughs> did you know like i put it in a group chat but i don't think he was active that day so nick wessler the owner oh, yeah, the, yeah yeah like you know he hired his buddy as the cap guy and they all play basketball with justin holiday Oh, I know, yeah, Aaron, Aaron Holiday, yeah, I mean, Aaron Aaron Holiday. yeah, it was Aaron yeah. Holiday, yeah, 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 I saw that, um, yeah, yeah like, I saw like, a couple like, of Hawks, um, fans, yeah, I saw that, um, like, fam, that is, bro, they're running buddy buddy shit in there, we, we get mad at the Mavs, but, do you know the, the tirade I would be on, if that was, like, actually a thing, like, fam, they hire, you gotta think about the dynamic that is in the locker room, like, fam, your boy is cool with the, own, like, they friends for real, you know they friends for real, so you know whatever is going on in that holiday in that holiday in that locker room is going directly to Nick, therefore it's going directly to ownership. That's nasty. Oh, that's nasty. That's a nasty situation in Atlanta. That's, that's why the, the that's, fans I follow, they're not happy about it. They're not happy. Yeah. They even said, Oh, they don't care about a um like they're feeling, you know, a little hopeless because they're like, It's fine because the Whoever they hire is just gonna be somebody buddy buddy with the yeah. you know, owner's son because they let go Schlenk and all that to give the owner's son two more say. So it's like um yeah, Schlenk was the only person like, hey y'all, you know trade for DeJounte don't make us a, a contender and it ain't. Even though he mm-hmm. was cooking our ass up like. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's um I mean we We'll just have to monitor the situation over there because it's very shaky. And then Trey, every time he says something, it's cryptic. Oh, you don't know the one day I'm going to tell my story. Like, oh, my God, I hate. <laughs> I, 
Oh my god, I hate that line so he, much, bro. He might be a loser. I hate that line so much. So we he he he, he might be a loser. I, and I like Trey, but I'm starting to have my doubts. Bro, some of the things I see him do, bro, like that shot he took at the end of the game, that logo shot that John Collins had to save the day for, like it's yeah. like the Lord, she, his traits are very worrisome. Yeah, I feel like. He, I mean, low key, he was trying to keep us in the game <laughs> the other night. He was doing yeah. his best to keep us in the game when he was on the court. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. I I, I don't want to give up on him because the talent is already there. But I guess we, we can bring up his archetype when we get into, like, what we think the Mavs should do moving forward. Because it's hard to put names together. We got OG Ananobi, basically all the goddamn Raptors. Mm-hmm. We we talking about trading to the Mavs. Um, Cam Red, oh, Cam Reddish for Reggie Bullock. Let's argue about it okay. right now, right now, right now. And because I mean, there's nothing to argue about. There's no arguing about anything. There's we're not doing that straight up. Like, what are you talking about? Okay, okay, I hear you. I agree with you. If it's just same for same, straight up, right? But if we get Hardenstein in it, I think I'm doing it. I'm doing yeah. that too, yeah. Yeah, I posted one of that. Um, yeah, I'm not, yeah, you you should, you lit the, I won't say you lit the timeline ablaze, but folks was liking that shit. I'm with it too. But if they, I'd also do it if they gave us some seconds. And the reason why I would do it is because Cam not going to play for New York. Reggie would play. Reggie would play. He wouldn't play the men's. He played here, but he would play a lot. And the uh, what what they call him the Winter Soldier that shit is here it is here it has arrived uh, he is shooting shit since this year uh, since December first he is shooting forty percent from three in the last month he's shooting like forty I guess in January shoot like forty three percent from three Reggie here so this worst player in the NBA that he was that first month or so that's gone. So he would go to New York and start shooting again, and he would be productive. And Cam Reddish, I still don't think, would play for us. The reason why I would do it if they threw some seconds is I do – Cam Reddish is the type of signer I would like for us to make in the summer, that Lottie Walker, Malik Monk, Lakers situation. I think he could do that here because we, we basically just ask you to play defense and on offense, like, do something. So, like, our offensive system, I think, would benefit a player like him that think he can get buckets with a spread floor. I think it would help him out. That New York shit, one of the reasons why Jalen Brunson is even better than I thought he is, that floor is not spread. So, you you really – you got to be a really good player to, to get busy with Julius and Mitchell Robinson and RJ's bricklaying ass on the court at all times. Um so I, I can see why he ain't working there and he would work here. But let's be very clear, the team will get worse short term. Like Cam can't Cam wouldn't come in and right away and I like the Knicks literally got their season on track by not playing him no more. And it's not and people are like, well, Tibbs don't play young dudes. No. He played other young dudes and stuff. Dudes younger than Cam. And they just got better. So I mean, what's what's the light skinned dude that was cashing us? Quentin Grimes, yeah. 
they basically stopped playing Cam Reddish, started playing him, and the season been solid ever since. Yeah, yeah, and that happened to the Hawks too. They stopped playing him, and they got much, much better. So, um, Cam Reddish is not good. Cam Reddish is not good. Yeah. Um, people acting like he's good just needs a chance. That's not true. He's been given chances. I don't understand why there's a misconception that he never got a chance. That's 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 not true, and I'm not even trying to say he was all bad with the Knicks. Because even if you ask Knicks fans, he wasn't that bad this season. I mean, Tibbs never really liked him. It wasn't that he was just bad, but he, he wasn't good. It's not like you're clamoring for him to play over um some like they even stopped. It wasn't even just um Grimes they stopped playing him for. They stopped playing him for Deuce McBride. Um, and even though Deuce McBride can't really shoot, he's not really great on offense. He's much better than Cam on. Cam has a reputation defense. Like Cam is not that great on defense. He be getting lost out there. Like he he gets steals and people think that's good. Obviously he has potential, but it's not like he's some lockdown guy either, which is why obviously it was super easy for Tibbs to stop playing him. <laughs> um and again, the Knicks haven't really dropped off. Uh, they got better since that. So with that being said, however, even though I don't think he's all that great, um would I still take him? Yeah, he's still young enough where you can say, okay, you can see what you can squeeze out of him. Um, and obviously, if it's really bad, like if you bring him in and you give him a chance and it's like, okay, dude, you, you or you don't want to be the one to squeeze anything out of him. He's essentially expiring. You could renounce that um, those rights in the summer, and that's that. Yeah, I, I don't, if that's the reason why I want some seconds, I, yeah, yeah. I don't want to just like we We're not, okay. Look, man, people, I get it. I get people it. People can it. feel how they want to feel about Reggie Bullock. I need his expiring contract. Yeah, yeah. We can't lose salary versus slot. Yeah, versus right. thin air. I need him as a player in a salary slot with the with the situation we facing right now. <laughs> like Lucas, I thought Lucas was gonna stall them boys out till the summer. He said, "Nah, I'd like some help before the trade." Then I say, "Oh shit, yeah, we can't. We we got to thread a needle here." But um. Yeah, I, I would do it. Um, I would need some seconds. I don't think I could do it straight up. I would definitely yeah, do it. That's if why I, I want Hartenstein. Too. And I, or if they're giving me Hartenstein. I want Hartenstein. I'm not even talking about straight, straight up. I'm not even considering. I even yeah, like fam, seconds. I'm going to keep it real. I don't they, even care they, for they, seconds. They can <laughs> fucking keep Cam Reddish. Just give me Hartenstein straight up. The salary matches. If y'all just want to do that, yeah. I will. I might. Because I guess he ain't but been it's, working it's out. sad, though. He's not. He's been actually pretty bad. Like, I'm not even. Like, yeah. I'm a fan of him, but I'm not even going to all. He, look, he looks bad. New York either. Every time I watch him, he looks so bad. He be shooting that he fucking looks bad. I think he, he be shooting that floater like he wet. I'm like, fam, that. You might want to. You might want to stop that. My I God. think it's confidence. You know, when you're not working out somewhere and you, you know, you're trying overcompensating to play better and you actually play worse. I think that's what's going on with him. He's not this bad. Like even if he's not as good as I think he is, he's he's not this bad. Um. So I, I it was, it's been a bad fit from jump. And even his wife had said something early when how she's like she she wasn't a fan of how they were using him. He just doesn't fit basically. And I think he'd fit here because um. Just with, especially like with Luca, he'd look good. I think, especially if they're putting two on the ball. Like he's kind of like a Powell, but he has more offensive touch. One, um, you know, he, he hustle. Got, he, I, am I crazy? Was he running the fucking offense on the Clippers last year? Yes, he was. Bench. That's what I was saying. I was saying he's like a Powell, but much more offensive versatility. He was so we'd get more movement. That's why I'd want him for that second unit. He he, you put him at the um in the high post, let him 
initiate handoffs. He's really good with that. Confine cutters. That's how you really, you know, kind of use him and integrate him in the offense. And I wanted a big like that, um, especially for the second unit, um, to get more movement in there. Because I feel like with the guards we have, they're they're not gonna facilitate a movement. <laughs> for like, like Spencer, Spencer's not doing it. Like you know what I mean? Frank is not shouldn't be tasked with that. Like you know, Josh can help, but again, Josh is not like a primary ball handler type. So yeah. It's not going to happen, so to have a big, that would be a much easier where you can have people moving and coming to the ball as opposed to the guards being in charge of it. But um, whatever. I like him for what we have to do, and he's on the contract for one more season. It's not too crazy. We get another big, that one that could he can get boards or at least help you know defense a little bit you know he's not locked down but he could protect the paint a little bit especially in our defensive system he had had elite elite fake run protection stats on the clippers (laughs) yeah it's it's the system it's the way they played him they just played him just strengths like on both ends so i feel like if you replicate that you know some guys you, you gotta just really play them to the they can't they can't just um some guys like yes you have to come fit a system but some guys you kind of have to bend a little bit and accommodate them because it, it reaps a lot of rewards and i think he's one of those guys where you can you know if you make a little tweak i mean granted obviously you can't tweak a whole defensive system which is why fit is important um so with how they play and how they defend nah he doesn't really look great but for us with what we want to do and how we want to defend he fits that like the whole that's why powell um when he plays as much i mean you i can't even say now we just i mean nobody can defend anything but um he looked so good last year in this in that scramble system it's because of his skill sets i think hartenstein you could kind of replicate some of the same stuff but in a bit, like, he would be an upgrade. You know, people thought McGee, you know, Harnshaw, I think, would be an up, like a clear power upgrade. Um, but they're kind of in a simulation where we're in, where, you know, before we're thinking about Powell trades, and now you notice nobody has talked about trading Powell. Have you noticed yeah. that? Like, he has not come up because we need him. Who the fuck else could play? Like, right? I think they're in a similar situation where Mitchell Robinson, he's out now. I think he'll be out to the deadline so like yeah i think i think they said he's out at least three weeks and then mm-hmm. they'll reevaluate and, yeah so i think i don't think they'll be rushing to trade their big especially if they're not getting one back um i know they have jericho sims who's playing more but that they literally only have like two bigs um and i don't know obi but i know tibbs doesn't really like him at center so um and he's coming off injury too so i think they keep Hartenstein on, even though he's not working out. I think they're back into a corner of keeping him for right now, unless they, yeah, because I think Reddish, uh, actually Reddish might even go to Milwaukee if they're serious about Ibaka and just getting more big help, um, like more help. It's some uh the beat. What's his name? Ian. Ian. Um, is his name Ian? Uh, the beat reporter Ian for the Knicks. Yeah, Ian Begley. Um, he reported that the Knicks were interested in Ibaka, so I could see her. And and prior to that, it had been reported that the Bucks were interested in Reddish. So I think a Reddish Ibaka swap could be fruitful there. Yeah, I like to see that. It's low key. It's funny because the the Bucks taking them. They they kind of capped out. They got no moves to make, so they taking those talents wings that we got to take. Mm-hmm. The same mm-hmm. exact way. It's actually kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, damn, what other bullet point did I want to hit this episode? Um, yeah, did, did, have we talked about Nick's point guard eleven enough already? 
Yes, yes, I do not want to talk more about him. Okay. Um, what else? Oh, yeah. So, you brought it up kind of early in reference to, I guess, Christian Wood, right? He about to be out. A lot of people down bad, like, oh, no, we about to lose, blah, blah, blah. I'm going to be honest, man. I actually think we're going to win the next two games. Um, I think we should extend Christian Wood. Uh, because I think he's a useful player within the context of Luca. I think he's a placeholder for a player better than him. However, I'm not lying to myself about what Christian Wood is or what Christian Wood ain't anymore. Um, you can't win with a... If you need to go get another big to protect the other big, because he's poor defensively, like you need Maxi to protect him. Like I'm cool. I was cool doing that for one season because this is the these the cards we've been dealt. But like long term, as far as him being a part of a a championship team, because th- this is my thing. We've been cute. We were an extremely cute team last year. Like, and when I say cute, team that wins makes the Western Conference Finals, but you know ain't going to win the fucking championship, right? Like, that's a cute team to me. Win, wins a bunch of regular season games, top three, top four seed, maybe even top two. That's cute. Very cute. Did you you have a parade? Did you make the finals? Did you compete in them finals? If not, you're just a cute team to me. And moving forward, in my opinion, you look at our salary cap situation, you look at the age of our players, you look at their current contracts and basically this whole roster is going to be turned over in the next 18 months by choice. Unless the Mavs are want to commit. We're already what the fifth oldest team, unless we truly want to become the oldest team. So like Spencer Dinwiddie, God bless him. He probably won't be here in 18 months. Cause I don't think the Mavs are going to resign him. Um, same thing. The reason why I'm, I, I would potentially be open to trading Reggie. Same thing with him. He's about to be an expiring contract. I don't see the Mavs paying him long-term. Uh, Dwight Powell, low-key, I actually do think he's going to be back for the low. So I, I don't even know if I should include him in that. But that ain't no guarantee either. I can see them trading him I don't in think you're getting a cool $6 million. Yeah, I can see, cool them, I, I can see them doing that Ricky Rubio where they trade mm-hmm. him and bring him right back. If they could find another way to get another big, I can see. I, I, I don't think we're getting rid of the white pile, but like, yeah, the only no, dude, we'll be back here. yeah, the only dudes that's gonna be here is Luca, maybe Dorian. I think, I just think Dorian, his archetypal player fits well with Luca, so I don't, unless they get the better version of him, his ass gonna be here. And I think, we're, I don't think Josh is going anywhere unless we get a legit star. And I don't think they trade Jaden unless they get a legit star. So to me, when I look at archetypes for dudes who can win championships, I'm not saying Dorian is some surefire starter on any champion, but we see players, we see every team that has won a championship has had a dude of Dorian's caliber at the money he makes on the team. That is not true for Christian Wood. Uh, It just ain't. So I don't give a fuck if he go like that. I'm cool with keeping him until we can trade him for somebody better than him. But like, fam, like when has a team won a championship with a big as 
bad defensively as Christian Wood. I'm out. Like, am I crazy? SJ, I need your opinion on that. You're not. That's what I've been saying. No way. I mean, everyone knows I'm not even gonna repeat. I know you. You hate hey, Christian Wood, but this this isn't. But that's why it's not even like hate. Like even me putting that aside. Um, just his archetype of player. I don't believe in it in terms of winning championships. It's why, as much as Sabonis, I will give him a lot of credit for how he's played this season. He's a huge reason um, as to why the Kings are the three-seater and that's crazy that is to say. Um, So I'm not taking that away from him. Um, So that's why I don't even want to be annoying by saying, oh, well, the postseason, we'll have to wait. Like, I don't want to be annoying and do that. But I don't believe in the Kings as a whole in the postseason because I do not believe he'll be able to anchor anybody's defense. In the postseason, it's also why I've, you know, kind of not. I I I don't want to use the word soured here. Sabonis I soured on, but not Jokic, not soured. But I got lower on him, I should say, in terms of postseason winning a championship because I think he could go far. Like I even think the Nuggets could even make the finals. Winning, I don't know though. I'll have to see if the defense sticks because I didn't think Jokic could be an anchor for a defense when it really came down to it, and that's how I feel about Wood. Yes, he showed. great growth which is why i i was trying to you know wait it out i kept saying okay i need to see this for a couple more games i need to see this how it looks against certain types of teams i need to see like these two weeks i'm not basing huge opinions off of two weeks like i'm going by the bigger sample size and that's telling me he's not a big that could anchor a championship defense at the end of the day no um and we need to at the end of the day when you're looking at bigs we talk about their offense all day and what they need to do on offense, which is extremely important. I am not um, writing off offense because you could even argue which one's important right now, defense or offense. But regardless, for your big, one of the questions you have to ask when you're talking about a championship team, can they anchor a championship defense? Whatever that looks like, because defensive rating is going up. Uh, now, defensive, like the number one defensive rating is like if you compare that to like years ago, that would have been like eighth in the league. Like that's how much defense is changing. So I'm not even talking about like a standardized rating. I mean championship level, if you can get it to championship level, because you still have to defend at a certain level. Like when you look at the teams that were left last year, like we got in because we could guard. Like people are forgetting that. We did all that last year because we could guard. So yeah, no, still no. I, I don't I don't mean to cut you off. I don't mean to cut you off. Mm-hmm. But you you should be we should be screaming at from the mountaintops. Like, dog, we was good because we could guard. Like we the offense is better than it was last year. Why are mm-hmm. we so much worse? We are on pace to win fucking nine less games than last year. Because we can't guard. Because we don't skid no stops. That's why the Hawks stink. Please finish your thought. Yeah, but that's that's why that's my point. People are like, yes, offense is important, but we're seeing the value of defense. That's the separator, essentially. We're asking, oh, why are we? That's a separator. So, when to me, if you're looking at a big, and if you're thinking about a cornerstone big, because like you said, I like the placeholder. Um, like kind of comparing him to it, like a you know kind of placeholder thing, which is why you don't want to lose a salary slot. And that's how I thought about Brunson too. Like I even use the term pseudo second star. Like yeah. no, he's not like that. I mean now he, there's an argument, but you know at the time you I mean, know that he's motherfucker not that guy. literally putting up like De'Aaron Fox numbers. Exactly. So real whatever. But even at the time, at the time he wasn't doing that. So um, 
at the time he was in the second time, but he could be a pseudo like those placeholder guy type guys are kind of important, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like if you could step in, so sure if if that's his role, but don't get it confused. That's what that's the distinction I want to make. If you're thinking he's going to be that set, especially center on on some supposed championship team, no, <laughs> because. He, I don't think he'll be no, able to no. championship and, level defense. And, and to me, the other thing is, like, man, I hate sounding like I'm talking down to people or feel like I'm this fucking basketball savant because I'm not. I joke about you being a prodigy, but we just fucking fans like everybody else. But it, it feels like, like, dog, bigs, your bigs got to play defense, bro. They got to. They got to. You are not a fucking real team if one of your bigs is even average. Like to 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 even to win an actual championship, not contend, not win some cute first round games. We at the at this point, we need to be trying to win a chip, not be cute, right? So, like I said, we can keep what is the placeholder, but if you're trying to have the, the fucking parade, bro, your bigs both have to be above average. Or if a dude is average or just regular, he got to be Dirk fucking Nowitzki. And you got to have a defensive player of the year next to him, i.e. Tyson Chandler. Exactly, exactly. So if we don't have, and to me, those defensive player of the year bigs, they not super hard to come by, but they ain't easy either. And they're not available. If you don't draft them, they're not just going to be available like that. Because even Claxton is looking very untouchable day by day. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's signed for the low. Yeah, so the point I'm trying to make is, like, people was in the uh, it was another group chat I am in was like, I wouldn't trade Wood for Pascal Siakam. I'm like, I don't mean to be mean, man, but I'm, there's like litmus test conversations for do you actually understand what winning a championship or championship level basketball is, and I hate talking like this because it 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 comes off bad. But like, fam, there's 30 years of data here. Like, I think the Nuggets are the ultimate fake team. They are not a real team. They are they. they well, let me take that back. Their defense was in the 20s. It's up to 19. I think they've been pretty good for the last month or so. If they get it to eleven yeah, or twelve, they've been like five. Yeah, they get the it to a, they get to eleven or twelve. I'll take them serious, but until that happens, no, nah, fuck, they're not a real team, and no one can tell me anything different. I'm, I'm, where you, you don't argue with me. You can't argue with thirty years of data, and like you said, no one's playing defense anymore. But the teams that win the championship played defense; they guarded in their air in comparison to the other teams. Like, that's not my opinion. That's just, that's not a nerd stat. That's just a law. It's like a law of championship teams. So if you can't be a, a, if you're a big to where I have to go get some other fucking magical unicorn big to protect your non-defensive playing ass, you can go. It's tall man all over again. It's the tall man conundrum all over again. And I'm just. Welcome. I like when you have roundabout um, realizations to. I don't, you are not, god damn it, I made you right again. I agree with you. Well, this is the thing. No, you argue for the sake of argument just to come right back to us agreeing again. So, 
It was good entertainment. We ain't, so we we can't fucking agree on everything, bro. We we have to argue about something. It we was, can't it just was good entertainment. But and this is the thing, I'm still on my stance. What I knew, I never. Hold on now, I never thought he could be part of a championship team. I just wanted to be. Oh, a, no, I know that. I know that. I just cool. wanted to be a fucking cute team. Like, can we be cute? Because we're not even cute right now. Like, this is. Fair. We might be in the play-in. Like, that's on the table. It's on the table, SJ. It's like, bro, we on pace to win 40 fucking three games. 43. We won 52 last year. I know we ain't supposed to talk about Jalen Brunson no more. They won 37 games last year. They on pace to win 45. Like, dog, that motherfucker was good. (laughs) They didn't add no fucking other players. Hartenstein stinks. They just swapped him out. They swapped Kimba fucking Walker and Evan Fournier, who another dude they said was better than Jalen Brunson. They swapped him out and they became a cute team. That hurts. That hurts, bro. Like, God damn, we got the best player on earth. We should not fall off by 10 games like this. That's bad, bro. That's bad. That's so bad. And this is in like low key. The team is 90% the same it is mostly the same dude just minus him we just got ignored that motherfucker was good he was very good he it was so much better than we we than even i maybe understood he was this shit is getting it's getting spooky because i don't know what there's nothing they can do this season to change it but play better with the guys we got i know you say we want the small trade but what i mean uh, the only player I think Alec Burks could help us a lot. Nerlens Noel is cooked. I don't know why people is like want him. He's cooked. I don't understand that either. He's and so I was cooked. a huge. I I wanted Noel badly when he was his final year in, in New York. Yeah. Um. Not his. What's no? Not his final. Not his, the, the year before. The year, the, year, the, year, the year they went to the playoffs. He helped yeah, them get there. He was super good, and that's yeah. why I wanted him. But after that, he fell off. He is not good no more. He's like they, they no, trying. They they trying to play him in Detroit, and it ain't working. No, he's not good. He's not good no more. It so, ain't working. Yeah. And why are we on Detroit? Like Boyan fucking Badanovich ain't what y'all think he is. He can't guard. So fuck him too. Like, if he coming for some seconds or some bullshit, yeah, come on. I'm not trading the first. I'm not trading Jane Hardy. I'm not trading Josh Green. I'm not trading him for Davis Bertans in the first. Uh, I don't care. Low key, yeah, I trade him for Davis Bertans in some seconds, but I'm not about to sit here and lie. Um, there's no trade that involved, there's no contract on our books that I would trade a first-round pick to get Bojan Bogdanovic. People are looking at his stats and not realizing, like, he's getting them shits looting in a riot, low-key. They're they're featuring his point production to the detriment of their young players, and it's actually kind of Bro, they play through. Like, I was surprised. actually kind of nasty. He's doing – he's running pick and rolls. He's doing, like, everything out there. Like, he's he's doing everything. They did the same thing with Jeremy Grant, and it's – I don't know if that's coming from the GM. I don't know if it's coming from the coach, but they need to stop it because it's it's hindering the other players. And maybe they they just they they pumping up his value and this they tanking anyway. But hear me now, listen to me later. This this shit ain't gonna work. 
it like Boyan ain't, ain't what y'all think he is. And because he played defense for a game and a half, picking up who you pick up Jalen and Luca full court for a game. <laughs> so yeah. People think he can One guard. One game now. they thought he could guard. <laughs> yeah, people think Low he key, can... he was bothering Kawhi too the year before too when people thought he could guard and they got they lost. Yeah. So, yeah. Like he thirty three. Like that you see what that we saw firsthand how that cooked him and we just need to give up. You need to grind. We need to grind it out. Low key, Luca might need to calm his ass down. Like, listen, man, we got something for you in the summer, but you got to deal with these boys tonight. Sorry. Um, you got to deal with these boys for the next couple summer. We're going to try to get you a big, maybe a buyout guy. Maybe you call Dwight from China, but we stuck with these guys, and I don't think we need to make any overreaction. And any player. As, as a fan base, it's hard for me to discuss any moves that does not involve getting the archetype of a player that fits a championship mode. Like, even Jaden Hardy. Y'all know I went on a rant a month ago about Jaden, how I don't think he's ready to play, and that's okay. I'm sorry, man. That motherfucker guarded us, Jay. I Defense gets you on the court. Did you, uh, shit, we all over the place. Did you watch that DeJounte Murray Knuckleheads interview? Um, Robert, I didn't watch all of it. I saw clips. Okay, so he said something that he said was like, you know, he's playing mind games and all that shit. The mind games is, bro, you got to get ready. You, you playing on a real team. You got a guard to get on the court. So he did that. He did that his second year. And I've been hard on Jaden. Pause. Hey, man, that young motherfucker getting on the He guarding when he in the game, SJ. He played four minutes. He had a block. We had three blocks the whole game the other night in Atlanta. And it wasn't no bullshit weak side block. No, he guarded DeJounte Murray and was it DeJounte? I think he beat his shit. Either way it go, I know he got a block. He blocked somebody who was hitting him to shooting mid-range. And it's like, I look at Jaden Hardy, I see a confident player who is scoring on three levels, who is already improved defensively in the limited minutes he played. I ain't saying fucking Jaden Hardy is going to be a starter on a championship team, but I see the archetype. I see that from Josh Green. I see it from Dorian. I don't see it from fucking Christian Wood. I don't see it from Spencer Dinwiddie because he can't fucking guard nobody. Them dudes is placeholders. Get them the fuck out of here. Even, to be honest, Reggie fucking Bullock, the the winter soldier, probably is going to get minutes on a championship team before well, I, I Spencer would get it on as a, a six seven. Oh, no, Spencer would get it, but yeah, I'm not Reggie's about to say playing. That. Reggie's playing. On yeah, the Reggie's playing on every championship. On every team. And then yeah. Everybody could pretend like he won't, he will. Yeah, he would get minutes. They would have Reggie out there to go yeah, play. And not, not to say 35 or 32 yeah, but like he what we were doing, yeah, but he will be playing. Hell, he would be playing. And that that's what I'm trying to get at. Like, Spencer... Like, he would be a backup. Like, Spencer's not a starter on a good team. Um, I think we, like, he's been in the league long enough to where we see that's just reality. Um, now, how, 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 how has his role increased the way it is? And he, his production ain't went up. That's still confusing because to he's me. He's picking his spots, and he explained it, and I liked how he explained it because that's how I was seeing it as well. Like, um, he he picks his spots. Like you could tell, like when when it's just him, you know, you could see his CTE flaring up sometimes with some of the shots he takes, and even and 
he you could tell the games when he, where he's in his head or you're like where the hell is spencer and you look down and yeah. there's like four shots because he's like passing or sometimes he just wants to run the offense it's it's like he can't walk and chew gum at the same time i don't think he believes that he can score and run offense um unless he has the ball all game and that's the distinction you have some guys where you can put them in low usage roles like a like a tyus jones right he's so scalable where as a backup he can he can score a little bit if, if if needed. He can run the offense if needed. It's like what's needed from him, and he can do anything seamlessly. Spencer is is still trying to find that balance where some games he's focusing on, like he's just passing. He's not even taking shots, and sometimes you'd want him to be more aggressive. Or some games he's just he's not even passing. He's trying to do everything. So um, I think that's where you know that's where his um that's where you see reflected as an average, but it's so up and down. Um, so it looks like his production isn't up, even though his role is increased, but he's, he's picking his spots. He's very selective in what he would like to do, which honestly I can appreciate. Um, but you, you just wish it was a bit more seamless, I guess. Um, so yeah, at least that's what I think. Again, this is just a theory. This is not a fact. Nah, you're right. It's just in the summer, I was told his stats would go up and they have it. His efficiency has stayed good, which I didn't think would happen. But I actually want that efficiency to go down because we need, we actually need him to take some shots. You could, okay, you could just say you want his production to go up, but his efficiency, efficiency stays the same. I get you're trying to be fair, but shit, don't well, sell yourself short. Well, if you're wishing for something, wish for it. Go, <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean go, well, right, don't okay, say you okay, wish for okay. his efficiency but to drop. That's the thing. Spencer putting up fucking 20 and 8 with fucking his splits right now is all-star shit. And that's not fair to ask him to be an all-star when that's not in his... That's not fair to him. I want to be fair to him. You know what I'm saying? I like... I fucking... He's playing so well. I just... This team just fucking stinks. It just... It's, it's no stink. They just so mid. The pieces don't... The pieces aren't... We're not even maximizing the shit we got. Like, Tim starting takes away from Spencer. Maybe Spencer would level up if Tim didn't start, but we fucking need Tim. We actually need Tim Hardaway Jr. Like, legitimately need that man. It's, it, I think we 0-3 when Tim don't play. Is, is that accurate? We have not won a game Tim Hardaway Jr. Has I not think it might be, yeah. Yeah, and I think they're going to win tonight because they're going to blitz the shit out of Luka, and I feel like Tim... He's the only one that goes and gets the ball. That bitch is going up immediately, but at least it's not a turnover or just letting Luca get trapped in the corner. And it's just weird. They might get a rebound. (laughs) (laughs) Right. It is just, I don't know, man. It's just so weird that here we are. Like, why is he the only person that handles the blitz well? here's the thing and another reason why i think they're gonna lose too is because of that um on those blitzes we have none of our pick and pop bids remember that game last year the second game we played against miami it was maxi killed them maxi had his best game that he had like multiple blocks yeah yeah that was that was the game was it it right before right after all-star 
right before All Star. It was the last game before All Star, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Boy, I yeah. thought Maxi was on drugs. That was a P five block, game. Was yeah, like eighteen points, but eighteen points felt big. Like, yeah, like, yeah, I remember was, that. Uh, yeah, I think was, I think Jalen cooked that game and Maxi, but Maxi, Maxi was the story of that game, boy, because mm-hmm, it was the pick and pop threes, and it even Wood would have been good. So that's why I'm I'm a bit nervous with those bigs that don't shoot. So it's gonna be a lot of a lot of them trying to, or a lot of them trying to kind of like play making that short roll. And we know Dwight can do it with some mixed results. Javale, I don't want to see him attempt, bro. I'm super sorry. He made one nice pass where I was like, okay, but he's too goofy, bro. I don't, I don't want him I, making decisions. I, I think they might put Dorian. I was, yeah, or Davis. I, I think da- they're small who? enough. Davis might get some run. I think. He he. To shoot uh, off them blitz, bro. He's a he's Tim Hardaway Jr. Light, bro. He's at least putting them. We need guys that could put it up quick. Dog, I, when they get hey. to in the side, I don't want them thinking about what they need to do with that Miami defense. When you yeah. give Miami time to react, it's a wrap. It's a wrap. Hey, sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah. One of my favorite plays of the season when Davis caught that fucking ball in the corner against the Hawks. Damn, they're <laughs> falling, falling over. I said, you know what? I'm about to fall. Let me just put it up anyway. But Baby, he was that to that bitch. I love that shit, bro. He had enough time to it. pass. It was like three seconds. He could have really passed it, but he said, you know what? I'm not giving my teammates a grenade. He said, I- I'll take this one, y'all. And it went in. <laughs> so he was confident. He wasn't shooting to miss. Was he was the one that said that? Who said that? They're not shooting to miss. It wasn't Davis. No, it wasn't Davis. It was somebody else. I don't remember. But... Oh, it was OG. I think it was OG. Um, actually, who said that? But regardless, he is not shooting uh, to miss. I cackled with that shit. I was laughing because I saw when he stumbled. When the stumble happened, I was like, nah, he's about to shoot this bitch. And I thought he had a chance of making it. That's my favorite. That's one of my favorite plays of the season. I love Dallas Bertrand. I'm sorry. He's just a cop. He makes, he makes me laugh on the court. And when he gets hot, this shit is fun to watch. Hell, that shit was funny. Um, I think we're going to beat the Heat. I don't know why. It's just a gut feeling. I don't know. And they playing well. They've been beating the sh- They haven't just been winning. They've been beating the shit out of teams. So... I just we we usually have shame. We've lost a bunch of games in a row, and the dudes that have shame, like I think Josh is ready to come back. Dorian, I think is ready to come back, and I think we're gonna play small, and I think we're gonna beat them. Um, I just do. I don't know if we're gonna beat who we got on Sunday, the Clippers. I don't know if we got nothing for them, but I, I think we're gonna win tonight. It's just a gut feeling. It's not a basketball. Uh opinion it's just a gut feeling i got if that makes sense that's fair um yeah honestly i don't know for me i i I don't know what we're about to do tonight um i'm just going in there with no expectations just for you to i just hope they play well (laughs) that's really all i know it might sound loserish but like i'm what am i expecting what am i trying to expect at this point um i just want to watch the games man yeah i mean that's that's where i'm at like i'm kind of apathetic about this whole team until the summer because they are what they are. When Maxi get back, I'll probably my ears will perk up because I still need to see how that Maxi Christian Wood dynamic plays as far as being cute. Because low key, like we talked about last week, all these fucking teams in the West is cute. Like they all cute. Because I think the Warriors might be cooked, bro. I, I really do. I I, it's, I don't think they're winning. It's 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 too far gone. At this yeah, five hundred at this point. Yeah, and, 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 they, and, they, and they still not guarding. They not guarding. 
Like yeah, and that's just... the pro- that's ulti- ultimately the problem. People are saying, oh, they're injured. They're missing this person, this person. They're not guarding. Uh, they're they, not they, guarding. They, they, they was missing people last year. They exactly. Was still... It wasn't this bad. Exactly. They, they, their defense never fell. I think they finished two or three last year. Was whoever was out, it didn't matter. They never fell below two or three. Like it never went, it never fell off a cliff. You know how we our shit fell off a cliff. They should never fell off. Like exactly. Ever. That's why I don't buy this. Like some of them are too. And I get it. You just won. You believe I mean, they, in your they, guys. They, you they, won four. So I get believing in your guys. But I think they're being a little naive about it. Um, about the situation. Yeah, I mean they they them boys is old. This is probably like shit. This is my excuse my this phrase, but this is my. I put my my shit on the table. Like y'all can't say for all of us, Steph, for Clay, for Draymond, you motherfuckers can't say shit else to me no more. The rest of my career, KD was not here. We whoever y'all put against us, we popped them. Now what? I I mean it's kind of hard to to. Like them dudes old. Like what else they got to win? Like what else they got to prove? Dude, I, I, I think they, they have nothing else. Yeah. Yeah, so. I, I think they done. So this is where it keeps coming back to the reason why I I want to be a cute team is like. So is the fucking is Denver getting out the getting out the West? It's the one of the top three. So who I think it's Denver or the Grizzlies, honestly. And I do not believe in the Grizzlies. As much as I don't believe in Denver's defense, I do not believe in the Grizzlies half court um offense. Offense. Me, so, me, me, me. And I think Joker is better than John. As much as um people think Joker and that's another thing. I feel like there's a misconception to Joker in the playoffs. As much as I'm saying, Oh, I don't believe in his defense, he is still an elite playoff performer. We I, mean, I, I feel like that's being lost here. So no, I think no, um No, not at all. I've yeah, some of the tweets you see, they act like he like falls off a cliff in the playoffs. I'm like, what have we been watching? Um, it's just that his finally his regular season production started matching his playoff stats. Before he was averaging like twenty in the regular season, and he go out in the playoffs average twenty five. Now he's finally starting to average, um, a lot more points. Um, so I mean, I I think it's whoever's in the top three. That's why people are having the Pelicans, but they're falling off a little bit because their guys their guys can't stay healthy. And I think ultimately that um stands for something because you need reps together, you know, that experience together. So that's why, you know, they're losing steam with the momentum. But I feel like it's it's whoever in the top three. And I mean I don't I think don't, I don't I don't I don't in think the they top keep... three. Yeah, I don't think they stay in there. And even yeah. if they did, I would not pick them at all. <laughs> um, so I think honestly I think it's Denver the Grizzlies to come out the West. Not to yeah, win anything, but I think to come out the West, yeah, them too. Yeah, but I I'm talking shit it's just the it's thirty years of data. If the if the Grizzlies get there, I mean the if the Grizzlies or the Nuggets get there, I mean the the Grizzlies actually are top ten. Shit, I think Grizzlies top five in both, ain't they? Right, yeah, they yeah. top. Here's the thing: I feel like the this season they are top. I feel like this season a good litmus test to see how history. Like a lot of people's favorites are not in the top three. Let's see, like Clippers. People, some of their fans think they could be okay. Warriors. No, let's they, see. They let's could. See. Mm-hmm. Even some Suns fans think they could, if Book comes back and they make a trade, they could turn it around and win the West. Yeah, like, I, I, that one ain't too crazy. That's not too crazy, but I would like to see it. I yeah. would like to see history because we're we're saying history is telling us something, but history could always be, you know, we could see some record breaking stuff. So let's see a six seed. Let me see a six seed go to the finals. 
Yeah. Show me, because that's what the, essentially these teams, the, the fans of these teams are saying. They're saying seeding doesn't matter. They could be a six seed and win. I would like to see it. <laughs> I would like to see it. So I, I'm intrigued to see how this postseason picture. Oh shit! You, you see this? AD, AD coming back. Oh. Well, well, just Tweeny and Anthony Davis will be back. Well, the plan is to uh, optimism oh, late over next week. late next week. Uh, I mean, okay. Yeah. I mean, he did say he wanted to come back before the All Star break. Uh, there, there, there goes Christian Woods. Uh, All Star <laughs> stuff. Oh no! Nah. Yeah, he was never. Um, oh my! Yeah. So I mean, we'll see what the Lakers do too. But yeah, we'll see what everything. I feel like we need like the trade deadline is coming. We're gonna hear something soon. Like it's it's a little too close now for us to not even if it's to say nothing's gonna happen. I think we're a little too close to um to the deadline. Uh, literally three weeks. So we're gonna hear. I feel like starting next week, we're gonna start to really hear like who is maybe going where and who's doing what. I don't know. I feel like the pace, the paces are so funny because they feel like they have a shot to do something, but like I also feel like they could do something huge. Like I could, I think John Collins is either going to Indiana or Utah, and I could really see him going to Indiana. Who's playing the five in Indiana? Yeah, is John just gonna be the five? Oh no, Miles Turner. Oh, they gonna trade him and not trade Miles? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I don't. I don't know who they get. I didn't work out that framework. Um, or no, I was thinking. I, w- I was actually thinking of maybe even a three teamer. I don't know. For that I, one, I, I'm gonna I'm 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 keep it a buck with you. The trade machine. I don't. I wish I had a way to block it off my timeline because <laughs> these trades are so bad. Oh, they're so like, bad. You, you need you need delusion to go into. No, really. To honestly, like once you get into it you understand it like you have to have a level of some type of delusion to go into it because like i said we sometimes trades happen on the surface level you're like oh that doesn't make sense but there's some hidden agenda as to why it's going through there's some something that you can't account for with the yeah and i realize that like okay so like the bojan bogdanovich trade the like the fact that he didn't get traded for a lot people forget about the money aspect of that so they'd be like he's not getting a first you remember danny ainge couldn't get a first for him and it's like bro that trade with the pistons got them out the tax the jazz exactly. would be a tax team but no one wants to remember that so they just see what he got traded for so they think he's not gonna get traded for that later and then i hate whatever reporter leaked that davis mertons and a first round pick might be no the fuck it's not it's not. It's not. I don't think the Mavs are trading a fucking first round pick for a 33 year old, nor do I think the Pistons like the Pistons actually I think they could get a better use, a better pick or just something better than that with $16 million of cap space in Bogdan Magdanovich in the summer than trade them for fucking Davis Bertans. I, I just can't see that, bro. I just can't. And I hate that that rumor entered the sphere because I just don't think it's real. Like maybe that I, I just I, I don't. Um, I don't. The only realistic I don't even think the fucking Cam Reddish trade is real no more for us. Like they're not trading Reggie for fucking Cam Reddish. Like we actually everyone... need 
No, sorry, go ahead. I was just saying, everyone, everyone forgot about a key part that was in that, and even us, we've skipped over it. They, in the report, it literally said that the Knicks or Tom Thibodeau would like Reggie back since he was a favorite, but the Mavs hold him in high regard, which makes it unlikely. But we all kind of just gloss over that thing, you know, straight up. Like, the Mavs would not do that. Like, they already said they're not, or they would prefer not to obviously trade Reggie to get Kim Reddish. Yeah. 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 I, it's not happening, man. Just, just... Man, hope for Alex Burks and for some fucking seconds and fluff. But I don't even know if they're going to do that. I think what's more likely than anything is they call Hassan Whiteside or Dwight Howard or someone like that and give them a couple of 10 days for that last roster spot. I think that's infinitely more likely than they actually swing a trade. But we'll see. Um, I just... If they trade a first for somebody that don't fit the archetype of a starter archetype for a starter on a championship team, two-way wing, I, I would, I'm gonna put them in the Lions box. You know, the Detroit Lions sucked for a long time, and I still was a fan. I just stopped paying attention. I just check in on them every once in a while, and that's that's where I would put them if. If they did some stupid a panic trade, I would just like I check in on them from time to time. I'd still come do the pod, but I wouldn't like plan my evenings around watching Maverick basketball like I have these last couple years. Like the years we were tanking, I didn't fucking watch every single game. I I didn't. I go back to doing. I that. did not either. <laughs> yeah. Um, I watched most of Luca's rookie year, but I missed like twenty twenty five games. Shit, it's crazy because like I, I I literally watch every fucking game now. Well, last year I watched every game but one. This year I think I missed like five. But they do something stupid. Shit, if they get their ass kicked these next couple games, I think I'm gonna start taking games off because there's no help coming, man. There's no magic bullet to fix this. They just need to grind it up and build it up from the ground the right way, and that's just my opinion. Um, you got anything else you want to get off your chest? Anything you want to vent before we wrap it up? Any other topics to broach? No, sir. Cool. Well, thank y'all for listening to this. This is another episode of 21 Going On 77. We will holler at y'all next week. Same bad time, same bad place. Uh, appreciate y'all for listening. Peace.